morning good morning and happy sabbath everybody good morning and happy sabbath everybody it is good to be in the house of the lord just one more time in the presence of the lord just one more time i just want to say thank you so much to all of my family and friends that have taken time out to spend this sabbath day with us greetings from here in st louis um, Missouri, amen, where well, we are um, so proud to be worshiping um, on this here platform, just so proud and excited to be able to come into your homes, into your living room, into your space, to be able to just share with you um, the word of God and just even um, ministering in song, being able to just share with you just the love of Christ. Um, I am Pastor Jonathan B. Fields, Jr. I am the pastor of the Tabernacle of Praise. Um, Seventh-day Adventist Church, and we are just so blessed and honored that you have taken time out um, to join in with us on this beautiful Sabbath morning. Um, just go ahead at this time, go ahead and share this link, share this uh, message, go ahead and let your family and friends know that uh, we are in the house, that we are up and running, um, that we are alive and well. Let them know that Tabernacle of Praise is in full effect. They don't want to miss any of this. So go ahead and take a moment or two, share the message, share the link. Um, send it to your family and friends, your co-workers. Let them know that we are in the house. Amen. Um, again, we're just so thankful to be able to celebrate in, um, February. A lot of snow outside and uh, it's a little chilly outside, somewhere around five, six degrees here in the loo. Uh, but we are just so blessed to be able to be um, to be able to come into your home to bring you some warmth, some warmth um, and through the word of God. Um, just a couple of announcements as we... Um, just want to just celebrate our birthdays here in the month of February. Uh, this is a new month. January is behind us. Oh, my goodness. Already we're in February. Um, so we want to celebrate all February birthdays. We want to celebrate all anniversaries in the month of February. Um, I know my sister has a birthday in this month. Amen. So we want to celebrate all of our February babies. Amen. And even those that are celebrating anniversaries. Um, in the month of February, we praise God for you. Um, we do want to just share with you a couple of things that we have going on today. Um, some announcements are dealing with our marriage retreat or a marriage or a relationship reset. Um, we want to encourage each and every one of you, those that are those that are able, those that are willing. I believe the registration is still open for those that want to register for this awesome um, relationship um, reset, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of all that is going on. 
Um, sometimes, you know, you just need that reset. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. In my home, um, every day is a reset for us. Come on, somebody. Um, we just love being around each other. I say it all the time. Hey, man, when she in the kitchen, I'm in the kitchen. If she in the living room, I'm in the living room. We just kind of follow each other around the house. Um, there's always been that way. Every since 23 years now, we've always been joint at the hip. Come on, somebody. Uh, but <clears throat> we encourage you to take part in this here awesome um, relationship. Reset. Also, um, in the month of February, we have a health uh, program for those that want to take part in this initiative. Um, we have a, um, a um, health that we want you to be a part of today. It will be taking place at Northside um, Seventh-day Adventist Church. This is an Adventist health clinic that will take place um, here at Northside here in the Lou. For those that want to um, take part of that, please go ahead. It's right here on your screen. Um, go ahead and take part in this here. It's free. It's free. Come on and get um, your health check, your blood pressure, things of that nature um, right here at Northside <clears throat> Seventh-day Adventist Church from one to three. So we encourage each and every one of you um, to be to come out, amen, and take part of this initiative um, on February the 27th. So mark your calendar for that day. Also today for our youth and our young people, um, shift is, is up and running. Shift is in effect. We have shifted again. Amen. Um, and so we want to encourage you to get out your young people, your teenagers, your youth, um, get them together at four o'clock. What time did I say? That's right. Four o'clock. We want you to take part in this awesome um, program for our young people. This is for our youth. Amen. Uh, we want to encourage you to go ahead and mark this. Our very own Pastor Elijah Johnson. Amen. This is my guy right here. Amen. He will be bringing the word of God. And listen, you don't want to miss this young man. Come on. Amen. You want to be a part of this. It's um, today at four o'clock. Um, we encourage you to mark your, uh, set your watch or your tablet. Um, or whatever it is, your device, your phone, go ahead and set it uh, for five so that, I mean, for uh, four o'clock so that you can be a part of this awesome, awesome service at SHIP. Also going on today, also taking place today at 4.30 Central Time, uh, 5.30 Eastern. Uh, we want to encourage you to take part in this Black Churches Matter. There's a lot of conversation, a lot of talk that is going around dealing with our black churches. Um, and so we want you, our older um, um, young, young adults own up, if you will. I mean, if you don't wanna join in with the young people, you can join in to this program right here um, that we have for you. Um, we want you to take part in the conversation. There will be room for chats. They'll be answering questions. You will be able to ask questions. Amen. Um, black churches matter. You know, are we are, are they irrelevant? Do we need them anymore? Let's have that conversation right here at uh, 430 um, Central Time, 530 Eastern Standard Time. Listen, you see the, the line up here. You see uh, 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 what's in the uh, in the dock. Amen, if you will. Um, and so we encourage you to set your watch, set your tablet, set your computer, whatever you have to set, set it so that you don't miss this awesome program here at 430 Black Churches Matter. Listen, again, I am so thankful. I am so honored to be able to be on this platform to share with you. Uh, God is great and he is truly greatly to be praised. 
Um, and so we're going to continue doing that. We're going to continue magnifying him. We're going to continue giving him praise, giving him honor, continue to give him glory because he truly is a God worthy to be praised. Amen. Um, and so at this time, if you can just bow your head briefly with me, I just want to open up with a word of prayer just to invite the presence of the Lord in. And then we'll hear from our stewardship department, Sister Lakita, as she talks with us on how we can be better stewards and also how we can support this ministry. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father, our God, again, we thank you once again uh, for allowing us to be on this platform, to be able to come before you, to be able to just spend this time with you on this beautiful Sabbath. It's chilly outside, but Father, we thank you that it is warm inside. Um, we know that wherever you are, oh God, um, there is liberty. So we thank you so much for um, spending time with us, stopping by here, continue to uh, just pour on us. Thank you for those that have joined. We pray for those that are on their way. Continue to lead us and guide us, we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen. And amen again. At this time, we want you to just prepare yourself as we hear from our very own sister, Lakita Carroll. Need to unmute Lakita. Uh, all right. <laughs> Happy Sabbath, everyone. And I know that today here in St. Louis, we have cold weather and, you know, it's snow outside, although the sun is shining. But um, um, okay, my screen said unmute again. So let me start over. We're having a great day here in St. Louis. It's cold, very cold, and there is uh, snow outside, but the sun is shining. I know in other parts of the world, it's beautiful. This year, we're going to, this, today we're going to talk about stewardship, which is time, talent, temple, and treasure, how you're using that for God or how you're using it, you know, for yourself. So this year, we want to try something new. Let's try to develop all of your talents. That's right. We have hidden talents that we can use for Christ. This morning, we're going to talk to a young lady who is developing her talents for the Lord. Her name is Kennedy Meredith, and she is a junior in high school. She is on both her track team and the varsity tennis team at her school. She's a part of a community service program with her high school, and she is also on her student council. She is also active in her community. She's a part of the mentoring program called SHE. This is led by Dr. Denise Johnson in St. Louis area. And you can look up SHE. They're looking for new members, and she's a part of that. Kendi is also active in our church, um, Tabernacle Praise. She has been the head junior usher for the past year, and she just joined this stewardship team as our stewardship team youth director. She has been a featured actress on um, Pumped Up Parents. And so we're going to take a, look, a brief look at a clip of her on Pumped Up Parents before we come back to interview her. Look, mom, I drew you a picture. Yeah, honey, that's nice. Mom! Girl, what? <sighs> Look at this. I have no words for this. Why don't you go find some place in the garage go hang that up? Dad, how do you like it? Look at this mess. Aren't you in the sixth grade? Yeah. This is like third grade work. Why are you telling her that? This is art. It's all about how she feels. Mm. It's fine for the garage. Girl, go find a hook to hang this up. Mm. Why can't I hang this in here? Mm -mm. You people didn't even come to my art exhibit that was yesterday. You know what? We had something else to do. And if you're gonna hang this up, I'm glad we missed it. 
Y'all people never come to any of my things. Why are you being so dramatic? I'm sure plenty of parents didn't show up. People gotta work. Draw something decent, and then we'll have something to go to. You people make me sick. You people? Girl, you got no more time to say you people. Go to your room. That was awesome, Kennedy. Um, that was really great. And again, for those of you who want to complete that clip, that's on uh, Pumped Up Parents 3ABN. You can find it on YouTube. Okay, so Kennedy, have you always been on a, uh, have you ever been on a television show before? Had you been on one before? Well, Pumped Up Parents is my first ever experience being on camera. But at church, um, Sister Andre and, I mean, Mr. Andre and, Miss Karen Lewis, they asked me to do an ad-lib performance at church a few months before Pumped Up Parents, and I, I just love doing both things. Okay, so what was the easiest part of being on Pumped Up Parents? Repeat, please. What was the easiest part about being on Pumped Up Parents? The easiest part was the atmosphere, because we just all had so much fun. We enjoyed each other's company and it was just the easy thing to do with people who were that kind and loving. What was the most challenging part for you? Remembering my lines. I had, I had a horrible time trying to remember my lines. And also while filming, there was a word that I couldn't say. They kept telling me I couldn't say it, but I kept repeating it over and over again. That was, that was the hardest part. While you were on uh, Pumped Up Parents, did you identify new skills that you didn't know you had? I found out that I love to perform. I love, you know, making people happy and I just love the stage. So after doing Pumped Up Parents, I just kept doing things that required me to be on the stage. So how were you changed as a result of being on the show? I realized that I could do more things than I thought I could because before I never thought that I could be on a stage or perform or do anything pertaining to acting. And it really just opened my mind to try new things. Uh, do you feel that participating on Pumped Up Parents helped develop your self-esteem and confidence as well? Yes, I just, I blossomed after that, my confidence level, because, um, so Carol, you asked me to do Pumps Up Parents, and I never thought anybody would ask me to do something like that, and it just really, it really helped me to know that somebody had faith in me in that way. That's also how my confidence blossomed. Thank you very much for coming on with us, Kennedy. And I hope that you will continue to work for the Lord, continue to involve yourself in the community and in your church. Stay busy, girl, because all of the blessings come to those who are moving around and not sitting in one spot. This year, everybody, don't do the least for God. Do the most. Make it your primary goal to develop new talents. If you need help or would like to reach out to us, you can do so via our website, website topssdachurch.org. Org. To financially support our ministry to young people and older people, cash up us at um, dollar sign top giving or adventistgiving.org. Church members, remember to be faithful to God in all areas. Time, talent, temple, and treasure. And he will surely be faithful to you. Make this a great day, everybody.
Thank you so much. Carol, thank you so much, Kennedy. God bless you. Pumped up parents. You, I'm pumped up now, amen. Uh, beautiful presentation. Kenny, you were, you were young, amen. Uh, but we thank God that we were able um, to incorporate our youth, our young people in this present in, in our time together today. Um, listen, we want to do more for our youth. We want to do more to encourage them um, along the way, um, to let them know that we are here for them, um, to let them know that, that, that they don't have to battle through this thing alone. Um, and so we thank God for Sister Kennedy. Um, thank God for her. Uh, thank God for you, Sister Lakita, as well, um, as we continue to move forward by faith. Um, we know that God is a very present help in the time of storm. We know that we serve a God that is relentless. We know that we serve a God that will never give up on us, even though there are times we have given up on ourselves. But the blessing thing is, is that God is still um, seeking and to save the lost and seeking to rally home his children, to bring home his, his people. Um, and so as we continue to um, allow this ministry to do just that, be a, a uh, conduit, to be an avenue, to be a means to draw people to Christ, we want to encourage you to tell a friend, tell a, a family member, let them know that the hour um, of his time has come. Amen. That um, we don't have too much time left here. Um, somebody say, you know, we, you know, we don't need to be too churchy, but I mean, I don't understand how you can not be churchy in a church. Amen. I know we're on this platform and um, there are so many things that we have to do as a church. Amen. Uh, to connect with our people. But the truth of the matter is that um, these are some very crucial times that we're in um, and that we have to be better prepared because Christ is soon to come. Amen. And we want to be prepared to receive him um, when he comes. Amen. Um, we do know that there are those that are on our sick and shut in list that we do want to offer a word of prayer for um, before our special music. Um, we want to lift up um, um, the Sister Opal. We want to remember Sister Kathy in prayer. Amen. We thank God um, for them. We also want to remember all of those that are battling with health challenges. Um, we know that God is still a healer um, and those that are having financial struggles, which, you know, these are very difficult times. Prices are going up and the content in the packages are getting smaller. Um, you know, it's price gouging all over the land. Uh, but we know that we serve a God that is able to keep you in the midst of a drought. Um, when things are starting to shut down, when things are starting to uh, um, depreciate, when things are starting to um, um, close up, um, God is able to restore. So um, we want to continue to lift up all of those that are having uh, financial troubles. Uh, we also want to remember our church in prayer, amen, as we seek to do ministry outside the walls. We know that God is still giving us um, direction. At this time, if you can just bow your heads with me as I go before the Lord in prayer, let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, our Savior and our King, ruler of everything, we are so appreciative of the fact that you have chosen us and that you have given us this platform and this opportunity to come on board and to be able to be a part of your awesome work. Um, we give you praise, honor, and glory for the God that you are. Um, without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, uh, we are more than conquerors. And so we ask, oh God, even now, 
uh, that you will come and sup with us, that you will come and do what you do, take total control over this service, over our hearts and over our minds, uh, that your name will be proclaimed. Somebody, somebody needs to hear a word from you. Somebody needs deliverance. Somebody needs, needs a touch from you. Somebody is bereaved at this moment. Um, and so we're asking in the name of Jesus that you will be with all of those family who are still dealing and battling with loss, not just a month ago, um, but some just a few days ago. Um, we ask that you will cover and keep them as well. Be with those that are still dealing with the loss from two months ago and possibly even three months ago when some are still um, having it difficult from a year ago. Death is it's, it's hard, it's challenging. And so, Father, we we're just asking you um, that you would just pour out your healing hands upon the hearts and the minds of your children and that you would use this means to draw them closer to you. Again, Father, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for being able to go into the many homes, um, to be able to share this message on a wider um, scale. And so we give you praise. We give you honor. All that we do, we do because of you, Father. All that we have, we have because of you. I have nothing. All that I have um, is because of your grace and your mercy. So be with us today. Um, cover us through thy word, for we know that thy word is truth. And again, God, we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do in the lives of your people. Forgive us again of our sins, we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Again, I ask that you would now prepare your hearts um, as we are blessed by the ministry of Sister um, Beverly Anderson Stewart um, as she shares with us um, more than enough. Hear ye, um, the woman of God.
Amen. Thank you so much, um, Sister Beverly. Uh, more than enough for me. Jesus is more than enough for me. Oh, yes, he is. He's everything that I need. Uh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I praise God and I thank God for saving me. I just want to say a special welcome to um, Berean Seventh-day Adventist Church, I believe, who will be joining us um, virtually as well. We thank you for tuning in. Thank you for chiming in. Amen. Um, we pray that you will be blessed um, as we spend this time together. Uh, I will be with you um, in the flesh, if you will, on uh, February 19th. Um, and so we thank God that you are able to um, link in with us on this platform uh, to be a part of our service here at Tabernacle of Praise. Listen, we serve a mighty God and um, he is truly worthy to be praised. Um, and we give him praise, we give him honor um, and we give him glory. I'm smiling. Um, I'm just a smiling away over here. Uh, no real good reason, I guess. I'm looking at my, my beautiful wife over there. I'm smiling. I'm looking out the window at the snow and I'm smiling. And it's just a beautiful day to smile. And I'm just going to ask you if you're sitting next to someone, if you can just go on and just let the pearly white show, just go on the smile, just go on and turn to your left, to your neighbor, to your left or your right. I know, I know if we were in the church, I know I would be able to see you uh, turn to your left or your right, but I'm going to trust, amen, um, that you turn to your left, turn to your right. I'm turning to my right. I'm looking, I'm, amen. She's smiling, I'm smiling. Everybody's smiling. Come on, you know, this is a good day to smile. Come on now, I know there's a lot going on. I know there's a lot happening. I know there's a lot of circumstances and a lot of situations that are going on. And there are some things they say it's not even passing. It's not even worth smiling about. This is so bad. This is not even worth smiling about. Well, you know, that may be true. Uh, um, uh, but one thing I do know is that God is able um, to do all things but fail. And so whether we feel that it's worthy of smiling or not, I don't want to insult or belittle anyone where they are. But I would like to turn you over and place you in the hands of the one that is able to turn every situation around and make it into something that you can smile at. Come on, somebody. I wouldn't be standing here today, amen, if it wasn't for the Lord turning my situation around uh, where I'm able to smile at, in the midst of all that is going on. Listen, enough of that. Enough of that. I want us to now get our Bibles in our hands. I want us to turn uh, to the book of John. You know the passage. You know a very familiar um, passage found here in John 3, um, uh, 14 through 18. That's where we want to start at. Um, John chapter 3, uh, we want to start with verse 14, and we'll read all the way down to verse 18. John chapter, chapter 3, and we'll start with verse 14, and we'll read down to verse 18. And the Bible says, um, the Bible says here at John 14, um, John 3, verse 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. 
be lifted up. Let's go on here. Um, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Um, then verse 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18 goes on to say that he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Uh, today, I want us to talk a little bit about God's love letter to mankind, God's love letter to mankind. Let us pray. Uh, loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you once again uh, for allowing us to come and be on this platform. Again, we thank you so much uh, for giving us this opportunity. Um, we ask now, God, that you will speak to us um, speak through us, let your words be uh, proclaimed, not I, but it is Christ uh, that dwells on the inside. So do what you do, God, uh, have your way, speak to us even now, um, and we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, let the people of God say amen and amen again. Um, God's love letter to mankind. I must now decrease so that the word of God may increase. We are gathered here today to be able uh, to just simply share um, a word with you um, on behalf of um, God himself. Um, it's not I, but it is Christ. Um, when you look at this text, look at this passage, and again, Thank you so much, Sister Bev, for uh, more than enough, because that is so true. God is more than enough. Everything we need, um, he is there and he is here. Um, he's not there as it relates to in another location or another place, but he is here um, doing um, what he does. But if the truth be told, if we look at this text, um, we look at this passage here, um, this text that, you know, Satan will love to blot this text out of the Bible. John um, 3.16, if he can remove this text out of the Bible, he would do that. If there was any text that he, uh, that, 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 that has made the foundation pillars um, of hell tremble, um, it would be John uh, 3.16. And if there was any text that has illuminated um, the pathway um, to heaven for the multitude of men, uh, one would say that it would be John uh, 3.16. Uh, and if there was any text um, that, 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 that deserves to be called um, a small Bible, if you will, uh, I would have to suggest, submit to you that it would be John 316. You see, this verse spoken to Nicodemus um, embodies the whole truth of God's love 
and his infinite plan for redemption. Uh, it, it is a worldwide in scope, but yet it is a personal letter to every uh, uh, individual. So while this is a broad theme, it is also very narrow. Uh, this love letter that we're looking at, God's love letter, we understand uh, that first and foremost that this letter uh, was written a uh, uh, God, that God is the writer of this love letter. Amen. And not only is he the writer of this love letter, but God is also uh, uh, the he, he, he's also uh, uh, the subject of this letter is love. He 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 illustrated it in the letter. He put it in the letter that this letter, which was written by God, is simply a love letter. A subject of this letter is about love, love that crosses all barriers, love that crosses all streams, love that crosses all issues, love, that crosses all circumstances. There is nothing that can stand in the way of love. Love can break down walls. Love can stir up stuff. Love can cause you to do right when you want to do wrong. Come on, somebody. Love is able to transform the heart from one way to it. Love is able to do that. You see, God instituted this letter. God wrote this letter because first and foremost, we need to understand that God had you and me in mind. That when God wrote this love letter, that it wasn't just something that he decided to do, but God was very proactive and not reactive as he wrote this letter to his to, to, to his um, children. We understand that as Jesus had this conversation as Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus as he was beginning to break it down. You know, Nicodemus had asked a question about being born again. How is it that we one can be born again? Must he enter into his mother womb all over again? Is that how this born again thing takes place? But Jesus is breaking it down very slow. He's taking Nicodemus on a journey. And if you look at verse 14, he begins to talk about something that Nicodemus was very familiar with. Amen. Jesus began to talk about, and as Moses, you see, 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 as Jesus said, and, and, and as Moses, as he lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. We have to pause right there, and we have to understand that as Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he wasn't speaking some abstract. He wasn't speaking on the level that Nicodemus didn't understand. Understand. I want you to come a little closer because sometimes we can present the message in such a way that it goes over people's heads. But I need us to make it very clear right here and right now that as Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, Nicodemus understood very clearly what Jesus was talking about. He understood the stories of the Old Testament. Come on, somebody. He understood where Jesus was talking about that Jesus said, as most Moses lifted up. Uh, as Moses did this, Nicodemus, you need to understand that the Son of
of man must be lifted up as well. And we can go on to verse 15 and say that whoever believes in him, meaning the son of God, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, Nicodemus, I need you to understand that as Moses lifted up this serpent while he was in the wilderness, because the children began to murmur, they began to get sick, they began to complain, they began to murmur, and all of these serpents began to come out and began biting them. And Nicodemus knew the story. Oh, I wish I had my help right there. Nicodemus knew the story. He knew what was going on. He knew what Jesus was talking about, because this is one of those situations where the families back then would sit around and they would talk about things of old, unlike what we do in our culture today. We don't talk about big mama and little daddies, and, and, and we don't talk about all of those things. We don't share our lineage with our children. We don't talk about the history with our babies. We don't tell them, matter of fact, we don't even want them to know what the insurance policy is. We don't want to let them know how to take care of things once we leave from this place. We keep everything to ourselves. We can all we get, and we get all we can. Nicodemus understood what was transpiring here. So as Jesus was letting him know that as Moses lifted up this serpent, when the serpents came out and bit the folk. Now keep in mind, the very same thing, um, the very thing um, that took them out um, was the very same thing that God used to deliver them. Uh, the very serpents that was killing them, God said, I need you to take this here to hold the serpent up. And I need you, whoever looks upon this here staff, whoever looks upon it shall be saved. Jesus said, just like the Moses lifted up the serpent, I need you to know that the Son of Man must be lifted up too. Jesus is building his case right here. Jesus is building it up. He's luring Nicodemus in. He's hitting him. He's, he's hitting him with the left, right, left. And, and Nicodemus, he, 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 he just can't get enough. He's being drawn in just a little bit closer. And so as Moses lifted up this serpent, Jesus made a remarkable statement at this point explaining uh, that the serpent in Numbers 21, uh, for those of you that want to go back and read the story, Numbers 21 verses 4 through 9, it was a picture of the Messiah and his work. Uh, you see, God is very smooth. God is very wise. God used things back then uh, that were setting things up for the day. Uh, oh, I love the way God does things. Uh, I look back over my life uh, and I see all of the turmoil and I see a lot of my struggles and I see a lot of my hardships but oh when I look back on them now oh when I see back then I see how God was simply setting things up getting me ready for what he has for me to do today I suggest to somebody today right here and right now I know you're going through a bad place right now I know you're experiencing some difficult things right now I know things are a little bit challenging right now but I submit to you today that God is simply uh, getting you ready for something greater because God is working, uh, looking on your behalf. He see what you need uh, and he see what it takes uh, to get you where he needs you to be. And so God 
Jesus is telling the story that this serpents are often, we understand they're often used as evil. We see serpents. I don't like serpents. I remember when we lived in Mississippi, amen. We lived in an area where we had a cornfield behind us. And every time they would cut the grass in the wintertime, I lay it, level it out. And they were uh, crops in the winter would come where all of the different, uh, uh, whatever was in the field would find someplace warm to, to uh, find home and we never had, praise God, I was so glad of that because I don't like little beady eyed uh, mice or meese, as, as, as they used to call them. Amen. My wife is getting tickled. Uh, uh, but I sure don't like snakes. Uh, and so as the as the mice would come in, uh, oh, my Lord, my battery is a little low. Baby, baby, could you help me out here? Amen. Amen. My battery is a little low. My wife is on the mission. She's moving fast. Praise God. Amen. Uh, uh, so, so as, as, as uh, 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 the mice would come in, Amen. Uh, uh, they never made it in the house. Come on, somebody. Uh, uh, but they would hang out in the garage. And so as the mice would come in, then the little snakes would hang around the house. And I had to kill not only many of uh, mice, but I also had to kill many of snakes. I don't like snakes. I don't like serpents. I don't like it. Amen. Uh, uh, but we know that God is able to do all things but fail. We're going to take a pause. Just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Just unplug it. Don't worry about it. We good. We good. If the sound changes, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, I, I'm going to try to speak a little louder. Just plug that into the wall and then plug that into the thing. Oh, she's on it now. Let's look at it. She's doing it. I wish I could flip the camera around. I know we live. I know we in church. Amen. But you should see Sister Fields at work. <laughs> uh, but God is good. Amen. Let me keep it moving here. Uh, uh, and, 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 and so Jesus was explaining to Nicodemus, amen, that as, that, that, as, that, that as Moses lifted up this serpent, as he lifted up this staff, as he lifted it up, amen, that God, amen, there we go, amen, there we go, uh, that as God lifted it up, uh, uh, that, that, that this too would be a representation of Jesus in uh, a lip being lifted up, amen. Send it up here, baby. I know, I know, I'm trying to help you, honey. Amen. Thank you. Right there. That's good. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, God is good. God is good. God is good. Amen. And so and so we see here uh, uh, that Numbers 21, you want to go back and read that. It'll lay it all out. It'll explain it to you. Amen. Let you know exactly what is going on. Uh, but I love the way Isaiah put it. Isaiah said like this. Isaiah said, look at, look to me. Uh, Isaiah 45, uh, verse 22. Look to me uh, and be saved, uh, all you ends of the earth, uh, for I am God and there is no other. We might be willing to do a hundred and one things uh, uh, to earn our salvation. But I submit to you today uh, that God commands us to do only one thing. Uh, he only commands us to do one, and that is to trust him, or if you will, to simply look to him. And even though Jesus was lifted up, amen, God is saying, I need you to simply look to me. Just look to me. Look to me, even though Jesus bore our sins, he never became a sinner. Even his becoming sin for us was a holy and righteous uh, 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 thing, uh, 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 an act of love. Jesus remained the Holy One throughout the entire ordeal on the cross. 
Jesus never, never stopped loving. Jesus never stopped being a love letter, a, 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 a lover of man. He's always moved to that degree. He said, we must be lifted up, Jesus said, must be lifted up. He must die because he would save and he would save because he did love. Jesus said, I must be lifted up. I have to be lifted up in order to save all of humanity. I must be lifted up. I have to be lifted up. And if I lift, and if you lift me up, he said, I will draw all men unto me. Verse 14 then comes in and says that this term later, uh, it describes both Jesus's crucifixion and his ascension. Oh, I love it. He said, I must be lifted up. He had to die. He had to be lifted up on the cross so that he can be lifted up in his ascension. Both of these views, uh, both of these, his suffering and his, and his exaltation, we see here that Jesus was lifted up in both ways. He was lifted up on the cross and he was lifted up in his exaltation. He said, I shall be lifted up. And I praise God to this day uh, that he was lifted up. I thank God to this day, uh, amen, uh, uh, that he did not allow uh, 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 his own personal feelings about the matter to dictate what needed to be done and what needed to take place. He said, if I be lifted up and notice he calls it out in verse four, in verse 15, and he says that they should not perish, but have everlasting life. And he comes right back again in verse 16. You know how it goes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus had to make it very clear to Nicodemus uh, that God loved the world uh, for God so loved the world and as long as been celebrated as a powerful concise declaration of the gospel you see uh, uh, of the three to 31,102 verses in the Bible it may, this may be the most popular single verse used in evangelism for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. God Jesus told Nicodemus way back in, uh, in verse seven of this same chapter, he said, you must be born again. You must be born again, Nicodemus. This right here, it refuted the popular Jewish idea regarding the way of salvation. And now Jesus refuted the popular Jewish idea regarding the scope of salvation. For God so loved the world. It's not about a race. It's not about just a gender. It's not about a, a geographical location. He loved the world. It's not about your height. It's not about your depth. It's not about your pedigree. Jesus died for those sins of the world for God so loved the world it's not about anything other than God's love for you and me
And I'm so glad that God loved me to that degree. I'm glad that God loved me to that level. You see here that all, all the days of our lives would be spent and not if it had not been for the love of God. And there are three things that centers of love and, and found in here. It said, first of all, when we see a, a, a love, when we see love and what God has done, uh, uh, we see that God so loved the world. Not only that, but God also loved the church. Amen. Uh, God loved the church uh, found in Ephesians. And not only that, but God so loved uh, man, uh, the son of man who loved me. God loved you and he loved me. Oh, yes, he does. God know exactly uh, what we need before we are in need of it. Uh, he said, husband, you ought to love your wives, love your own wives as your, as your own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. God is about love. Love your wives. Love your wife even as I love the church. And even in Galatians uh, 2.20, he says this. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who right here, who loved me and gave his life for me. God loves us. He loves you and he loves me. And he broke it down right here in John 3.16, where God breaks it down and shares that with us. He said, you shall not perish. He said, but you shall have eternal life. God understood exactly what we needed before we were in need of it. God's gift of salvation found right here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, God's letter is written in crimson ink, if you will. He gave his only begotten son. Oh, I love the way Paul says it. Paul says it in Rome. He said, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Jesus himself said it like this in Matthew 26, uh, uh, verse 28. He said, for this is my blood uh, of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins, meaning plural. Uh, uh, God understood that in order for you and I to have the life, the right to the tree of life, there had to be some bloodshed. I remember I used to struggle with that. I used to, I used to struggle with it. I used to say, Lord, I of all the ways uh, uh, that you uh, uh, could there have been some other way to redeem us back to you? Uh, could there have been uh, some other way that you could have uh, uh, saved uh, creation other than sending your only begotten son? But I thank God because he said there was no other way. There was no other way. Uh, 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 there was no other way. And when I think of Christ, when I think of Christ on the cross, when I think of the sacrifice of Christ, uh, no other way. There was no other way that that, that, that to, to redeem uh, a mankind. Uh, there was no other way uh, 
to save our souls from the devil's hell. There was no other way. And when I think of what Christ went through, when I think of the sacrifice of Christ, I'm reminded that there was no part of his body that escaped suffering. Everything, everything of Christ suffered. His hands and his feet were pierced with nails. His temple were lacerated with thorns. His tongue clove to his jaws. His throat was parched with thirst. His back was torn with, 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 um, with um, scores. His side was pierced with a spear. And his bones were all disjointed. But thank God that none of them was broken. His muscles were stretched in agony. His nerves became rivers of anguish. And his great heart began to break under the load of your sins and my sins. Everything that Christ experienced, it wasn't just a death, but this was a brutal death. Was it any wonder that the earth did quake and the rocks did rent with all that Christ went through for your sins and mine? Oh, I thank God for what he went through because everything about Christ, everything about his body went through something. Wasn't just some nails in his hands and he died of a broken heart, but Christ experienced torture. He gave his only begotten son, uh, 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 which is an expression of the gift of God's love. I'm giving this to you. It's not that you can barter this. You don't have to do anything. I'm giving this to you. God's love didn't just feel for the plight of a fallen world. God did something about it, and he gave the most precious thing that he could give and that was his only begotten son. So he didn't just stand on the sidelines and talk about it. Jesus stepped in and he did something about it. Oh, thank God for what Christ had done. And when you look back over it, and now you are more appreciative of the fact that God gave his only son, uh, that God gave what was dear to him, uh, because if God had a miraculously uh, came up with another way to save us, uh, as we don't appreciate him, uh, we really wouldn't appreciate what he did. Uh, but now we understand on a more clear level of uh, what God went through, uh, how God experienced the pain, uh, how God experienced the torture that which we should be going through, uh, he went through it for us. And so I thank God. It said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Oh, I believe. I don't know about you today, my brothers and sisters. Oh, oh but I believe. I believe that God uh, 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 sent his son to die for my sins. So he laid his life down for my sins. I believe that Jesus came down and died so that I wouldn't have to die. Now, because of what Christ did, uh, I have the opportunity now uh, to get myself in the, in the right frame of mind, uh, to get myself in the right position, to be able to call him my savior and my king. Uh, because 
of what he has done for me. Oh, no, it's not out of pity. Oh, no, it's just out of gratitude. Oh, I thank God for laying his life down for me. Oh, I praise God for not giving up on me. Oh, I'm just so thankful this morning that I'm able to stand here today with all the hiccups, with all the stuff that goes on, that I can still proclaim the, 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 the name of the Lord. And guess what, somebody? My ego's not broken. I don't feel bad. Oh, I wish I had some help right there. Why? Because it's not about me, it's, but it's about my Savior. So if stuff goes left, right, and left, I don't have to worry about how it make me look. Oh, I wish I had some help right there. I don't worry about how it make me look because I know that his word will not return until him void. So Jesus, do what you do today. Jesus, have your way right now because at the end of the day, it's about my God, my Savior, and my King, ruler and master of everything. That's why when I look at him, I can call him all the names that has been laid out for me. Amen. I love the way the Old Testament calls God. He reveals himself by means of various names. Now he called him Elohim, or he may call him Jehovah, or he may call him Adonai. But I love the fact that I can call him Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is my provider. Or I can call him Jehovah Raphia. The Lord will Heal or Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner, or Jehovah Makidish, the Lord so sanctifies us. He sanctifies us. Oh, I thank God for sanctifying me, or Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who gives peace, or Jehovah His new, the Lord our maker, or Jehovah Sick the new, the Lord our righteousness, or Jehovah Shaman, the Lord who is here, or I can just simply call him Jehovah Elohim, majesty, omnipotent, the rule of God, the almighty God, or I can simply just call him Jesus, Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the evening, Jesus in the noonday, Jesus all day long. His name is Jesus. Oh, so he came to Nicodemus and he simply told Nicodemus, if I be lifted up, he said, you got to lift him up. Jesus said that God so loved the world <laughs> that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Somebody out there today needs to know that God is here to give you everlasting life. He's here to give you everlasting life. He's already did the hard work. He's already did the leg work. He's calling you now to simply look to him, to call on him. To simply just look to him in whatever situation you find yourself in. You see, he came that we may receive the hope and the joy of God's promised salvation and deliverance. That's what Jesus did. Jesus came to give us this hope. He came to give us joy unspeakable. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. That's why I can rejoice the way that I do. Why? Because of this gospel in miniature. Because what Jesus did, what God did in this love letter, as he wrote this love letter, the greatest letter of all. You know, Muhammad Ali declared that he was the greatest. Oh, yes, he did. And I love watching Muhammad Ali. 
Every time he would step in the ring, he would he would he would he would he would announce uh, uh, to his opponent, "I am the greatest." Amen. And I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, it sparked a lot of fear and a lot of folk. Uh, uh, he stepped in, "I am the greatest." Amen. There was no, "I am the greatest." Well, I just stopped by here to share with you that there is something greater, somebody greater. You see, God, who is the greatest lover, so love the greatest degree of the world, the greatest number that he gave the greatest actor, uh, his only begotten son, the greatest gift, uh, that whosoever the greatest invitation believeth, uh, the greatest simplicity in him, uh, the greatest person uh, should not perish, the greatest deliverance, but the greatest difference, uh, have the greatest certainty, everlasting life, uh, the greatest possession. You see, God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son uh, that whosoever believeth in him uh, should not perish, uh, but have everlasting life. Uh, that's why we don't worry about the small stuff. Uh, we don't get caught up uh, in the small stuff because what God has done, what God has did on the cross, what he he did by giving us his son. Um, he has given us everything we need to be successful in making it to the kingdom of God. There ought to be no one. There are no excuses. I like the way I like the way uh, 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 T. Marshall Kelly put it. Oh, I love T. Marshall Kelly. He said, "If if I die and my soul is lost, <laughs> ain't nobody fault but mine. I can't blame mama. I can't blame daddy. I can't blame my neighbor, my sister, or my brother. I can't blame the preacher. I can't blame the teacher. Because if I die and my soul is lost, there is nobody." his fault but mine. So God said, I gave you everything you need. I give you everything you need. All you need is right here. If you will simply, but look to me. Come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden. He said, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon me and learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. He said, listen, I'm not going to give you something that you can't handle. That's the thing about our God. Amen. It's like it's like it's like taking a class from a parent. Come on, somebody. And I don't know about you. If any of you, somebody said, no, nah, nah, pastor, if I was teaching my son or my daughter, I'm going to be just as hard on them as the next person. I'm going to look at you and say, OK, then. <laughs> okay, then. I know you're not going to be light. You're not going to just give them the answers, but you're going to show a little bit more love. You're going to give them a little bit more because surely you're not going to put an F on their paper. Amen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, well, maybe it's just me then. Maybe I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, 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 I'm going to help my babies along the way. I'm going to do everything I can to help them be successful. And Jesus is saying the same thing. He says, look, I've given you everything you need. All you have to do is come unto me. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God gave us everything we need, and my brothers and sisters. We must simply just come to him. Let me close with this right here. You see, God know exactly how to draw us in. Nicodemus had a question about being uh, reborn. Uh, he, he wanted a do-over. He wanted a restart. And God is saying, this is how 
this it has to happen. Because the truth of the matter is none of us can go back into our mother's womb and be born all over again. But there is a way for you to be born again by way of baptism. And if there's, you know, Jesus said, this is how it has to happen. And this is why it happened. And I'm letting you know right now that you don't have to, you don't have to sweat the small stuff because what I've done, I've done it fully and I've done it completely. And that everything that you are you're concerned with, you don't need to be concerned about it anymore. Everything that you are worried about, he said, listen, do away with that. You don't have to be worried no more. Uh, uh, any of those issues, he said, listen, I've dealt with all of that as well. I just need you to come to me. I just need you to come unto me. I need you to look to me. And if you come to me, I'll take care of everything else. You see, I thank God for loving me the way that he does. But he says that the world, they turned on him. He said, I came unto the world, but the world received me not. He says it right here. He says that they, they chose. You see, you, see, you see, walking with Christ is a choice. They chose to walk in darkness that they might do the works of darkness uh, they broke the divine law, refused the mercy offered them. They, 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 they chose their own way over God's way. And God is saying, listen, I need you to choose my way. I need you to come to me. Because at the end of the day, I've come to give life and to give it more abundantly. There may be somebody listening today that, is in the valley, you're, you're wondering, you're thinking, you're trying to make sense of your life, you're trying to make sense of, of your surroundings, there's a lot going on with this, with this variant, with the, the economy, the, the world, it may not even be this Delta thing, you, 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 you may, Delta may not even be an issue, but it's just simply your salvation, you've come to realize that, that there is more to life than this, that there is something else going on. Well, I submit to you that Jesus is on the main line, that Jesus is standing by to receive you with open arms. And if you are that such person and you want to reach out to us, uh, you, can, you can connect with us uh, via our email. Uh, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can connect with us if you want prayer, you need Bible studies, um, you need for ready for baptism, amen. Uh, uh, you can email us, um, reach out to you, and get you connected to the right people. If you want a pastoral visit, if you're in the area, um, I encourage you to reach out. Uh, I believe that Jesus is still on the throne. I believe that Jesus is still working miracles and that he is soon to return. For those that are struggling and you want to be drawn closer to God, wherever you're sitting at, I just ask. If you can just raise your right hand and if you can just bow your heads and pray with me. Father God, again, we thank you so much uh, for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. Again, Father, we know that all things work together for the good of them who love you and who are called according to your purpose. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, Father, but with you, we're more than conquerors. And so as you see the hands that are raised throughout the homes, uh, we pray now, God, that you would just visit each one. 
uh, that you would draw our hearts close to you. We ask your forgiveness over our sins, Father. Uh, we see the time is, is now running out um, and you're soon to return. And we want to be prepared and be ready. Uh, we want to be ready to receive you. So bless us and keep us, God, we pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen and amen. Again, thank you so much for taking your time out and spending this time with us on this beautiful Sabbath day. And as always, uh, continue to trust God, even if you can't trace him. Remember to keep the faith. God bless you.